Dude, I have a story. Okay. I almost got hacked yesterday. Really? I'm not kidding, dude. You know, this is like actually my worst fear because I often pray. And one of the things I pray for is God, please protect my identity, my friend's identity and my family's identity from getting like, um, like hacked on social media or like your bank account and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my bank account was like being messed up with yesterday. Okay, so it's like 10 p.m. last night, and I'm getting all these notifications. I'm gonna show Steph people, but look at all these like it says Airbnb verification. So that's like wanting to verify like an Airbnb. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, did you see my message? Okay, people, Steph's laughing because <laughs> while I'm getting all these verification codes, I texted back and I was like, this is not me. I don't know why, like, I saw, like, it's like verification code, verification code, and then it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, it just this seems so funny me. in the middle of it. <laughs> it's just like, this is not me. Okay, so I thought Airbnb would, like, get that, and then I get another text message and it says, go on our website if you want to communicate with us and i was like what like i don't have time for this so i but i ended up going on yeah and like i couldn't even communicate with them because they were like what's your reservation code or where are you going and i'm like did you check your account dude yes so well let me get there okay so i was like this is not me right (laughs) (laughs) i wish you guys could see it it just seems so passive aggressive (laughs) (laughs) but i kept getting more and like look at the timeline it's like sporadic okay so it's like 10 58 and then it's like all these random times mm-hmm. and then i was like omg like i'm gonna check my email if someone tried to use my email or something and then check this out it says okay so a payment was refunded look at the amount someone was trying to use two thousand two hundred thirty nine dollars and 67 cents and it was like refunded, but then I immediately logged all my cards because I have the apps mm-hmm. for like my credit cards and like my debit. And I was freaking out because I was like, this is like my actual worst fear. And I was like, praying to God, I was like, please, like, you know. And so my cards are, cards are still locked right now because I'm paranoid. But I was like, someone was really trying to like go on a trip under my name. <laughs> but I don't know how this stuff works because you were on a trip. And it tends to happen. Was that when you were on your trip? So it was last night when I got back. Yeah, like, I noticed those things happen also when, like, it aligns with, like, so it doesn't look alarming. It's like, oh, probably something about the Airbnb that I was at or something. But guess what? I was like, well, I didn't even use any of my cards for that. Hmm. So it was like, that's not me. That's so strange. You know? And I was like, dude. So I don't know when I'm going to unlock them. Maybe when I like need to buy something <laughs> yeah Pro- eventually but I, but like I get the fear like at first it helps mm-hmm. yeah that's my story dude i went to big sur by the way people but for memorial weekend yeah okay <laughs> that's actually my fear too I've, i mean i wouldn't think it's my my worst fear but when it happens or when you think it's happening then you realize like shoot like this stuff is not a joke it's not a joke and what's scary to me is that people dedicate their lives to this and with like the rise of technology, I feel like it's for the good. Like, mm-hmm. so you can do so much with, like, better technology, but people can do so much more harm, you know? Yeah. 
I feel like I need to take a course now. Like, how to not be hacked. <laughs> how to be tech savvy. I know. It sucks that it's a thing. But especially now, I think it's, like, like rising or something. So be careful out there, people. Be careful. That is literally the point of the story. <laughs> Lock your card. <laughs> Check your email. Be careful. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's... Okay, well, I'm wishing the best for your identity <laughs> in the days ahead. Dude, that felt like a salad day for me last night. Mm. Of like, what do I do? Like, what? And just like, I was literally in bed and I like got up. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Sorry for the ice cream guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, he actually comes like every day. I don't know if you guys can hear him. Medication, but dude. Yeah, and he ha- he's been... um. Now, I feel like I'm about to go on a tangent, but, what? like, I've literally known the guy since, like, I was a little kid. He's, like, your he's, friend? No, he's not my friend, but I used to run after that, like, <laughs> ice cream man to get my ice cream. <laughs> like, I was joking with my mom because he was, we were on a walk with Arlo, my dog, and I saw him pass by where we did, and I was like, Mom, you know, I remember that guy. Like, I remember the sound would come on, and I would, like, tell Jenny, like, dude, get your quarters, get your quarters, <laughs> and I would get them, and I would, like, run after him. <laughs> it was, yeah, but anyway. Dude, that's honestly, like, high stress, because I remember <laughs> I, I had hear it now, like, a lot. <laughs> Is he, like, behind me? Yeah. Yep, that's Bye, him. ice cream man. <laughs> No, but I used to feel stressed as a kid because, like, dude, they, like, drive by pretty quick. Like, yeah, it's, like, do. slow but quick. And I'd just, like, ask my parents, like, you have a dollar? Like, know someone? And then once <laughs> I got the dollar, like, how you said, like, down the street. And you're like, ah. I know. I'd be, like, running. Like, anyway. <laughs> those are, I mean, that's part of childhood. <laughs> do you have a story, Steph? Do I, I have a story? story. I'm not, dude, I wish. I wish I had a funny story to tell. Or, like, a salad days moment. Do you have a sad story? A sad story? Dude, no. (laughs) Which is good, but... (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any story to tell you. I mean... No, dude, life has been just, like, school, work. It's been pretty mundane. You're a grown-up. Yeah. You're an adult. I guess. I say that all. I feel like I say that a lot. I don't guess. I know. <laughs> Are you a millennial? Um, two and I was gonna say two thousand. <laughs> what? Nineteen ninety-eight. That's I think controversial. Apparently, oh, like, am I a millennial? I don't know. You're like in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm in the, I'm a nineties baby, mm. but I'm still like close enough in age with the um, Gen Z. It's weird, but I feel like a millennial. You do? Uh-huh. Why? I just feel like I don't relate <laughs> to Gen Z's, like, the things that arise, like, in the, like, oh, this is the Gen Z thing. I'm just, like, I don't I don't relate to that. You know what? That's interesting. I feel like there must be, like, a spectrum because, like, I'm Gen Z, right? But I'm more of, like, the older Gen Z. Mm. And I feel like other Gen Z's, like, 2000 babies, they're, like, actual gen z's and i think because even for me i had older or i have older siblings who are like actual 90s babies like they were my inspiration of like lifestyle and like does that make sense yeah and like some older kids are like i was born in 2003 and like they're the example for their siblings so i feel like it gets more like intense mm. if that makes any sense yeah well no, that's how I it's true i also where i work 
um like in the retail like the lab it's like i feel like there's so much gen z and i think maybe that's why i'm overwhelmed with like the that um group that's probably in the thick of it like the middle like the were they like the stereotypical not that they're all fall under the stereotype but like very much like tiktok and Mm -hmm. like social media and like you just see it you just see it like so clearly there do you have a tiktok no i don't have i've never had a tiktok yeah i yeah but people have sent me tiktoks to open and they're funny though oh my gosh dude jenny she has one and she oh she saves like the funniest tiktoks and we have like a little tiktok set where she shows me all of them and it's just like i see why it, it it's an app that's not like I don't know. Like sometimes I, I would be like, it's bad, it's addictive, but seeing the humor of it, that's like kind of. I see why it brings joy to yeah. people. Wow. Well, I feel like it's kind of like a reel, right? Like on Instagram. Oh, true. Yeah. I what came first? I don't know. I think. I feel like TikTok came first, and then. I don't know. I but a lot is. of people listening are like related. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're grandmas. <laughs> like we're for real. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know a lot of like the trends nowadays. Yeah. Wait. Can I? T- can I share something that I learned recently? Well, you not recently, me. but a while ago, and I was laughing so hard. And I don't know if Alexis is listening, but if she is, she used to work with me, and um, we like we're talking about how we feel like we're grandmas. And she said that recently somebody brought up the, or I think I told her that I learned what crunchy means. Do you know what crunchy means? Mm-mm. Okay, before I tell you, I thought like, I'm like crunchy. Like, that must mean like this person's rude, you know? Like, ugh, she's crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it turns out it means like kind of the same concept as like a granola girl. Like, really? Yeah, like she's crunchy. But like, are you more like, moody or Dude, like crunchy no. like, like it's edgy. nothing with mood or edge it's just like you're crunchy like a granola bar like <laughs> legit and i think it just like made me feel so old or so out of touch with like the slangs and stuff nowadays because i literally if somebody were to be like she's crunchy i would have been like sh-, like in a negative right like yeah. oh totally like <laughs> she, like her mood i'm not having it you know crunchy. and it does not mean that i feel like i would have been like crunchy like well yeah, I was like, what? But, yeah, that's Wait, a thing. Wait, I have a fun, I don't know why this, like, crunchy talk just, <laughs> like, reminded me okay. of this question um, that I was asked over the weekend, which is, if you could have your dream house, what would be, like, a really weird room you would have in there? And I said a Cheeto room, like a hot Cheeto room, <laughs> like, a room full of chips, like, just stacked, uh-huh. and it's, like, constantly, like, filled. Or, like, a hair salon. Interesting. Why? A hair salon? Both. Oh, because well, I'm addicted to Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> and with the hair salon, um, I have really interesting hair. And it's kind of, like, untamed. Which is fine. Like, I'll totally, like, rock it sometimes. But other times, I'm like, I need some help. Yeah. Like, I actually need help. So, I would love, like, a hair salon dresser <laughs> person. Yeah. Okay, I see that. <laughs> I see that. Um, if I could have, like, a weird room. Dude, I'd have, like, a coffee shop for mm. sure. Yeah. That's a good Hire one. Hire some baristas. Come over to Steph's 
casa and that, that would be my coffee shop and i'd open it up oh my gosh i'm getting way too into it now like i imagine like the there'd be like a back door and it had like seating and i actually would open up to the neighborhood oh and like maybe um you can do like takeout out your window <laughs> no oh cool well, what if I'm on? What if I'm in a hurry and I'm like, dude, I can't sit and like, I just want coffee. I'm going for the small town vibe. We don't do takeout. We don't. We don't. What do you talk? Okay, then don't make money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, um, I like that. I yeah, like that. But I would. Okay, yeah. I was getting ahead of myself because it's it's your room. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So you say takeout. I was like, I can imagine like, you know, like fast food where they go and take out. I'm like. Steph's Casa is not <laughs> McDonald's. It's like a line out your door. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it would be like a coffee shop. You know, they have like the neighbors come over. And That's a good some one. Coffee. Mm, and like good coffee. Yeah, some good coffee. That's It'd be good. good. Steph. That's it. Yeah, I'll just have that. That's a good one. And you would come over and you would have free coffee. Dude. On me. Oh Always. Gosh. Well, you'll have free Hot Cheetos. Do you like hot Thank Cheetos, you. dude? No. <laughs> like at all. No, yeah. I don't eat lots of chips. I wish I was young. But I think if there was a room dedicated to it, I would eat it. I would eat yeah. some just because it's like, how can you not be in this room? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, that's a good point because for me, my mindset is like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So... I'm glad it's just a dream because that's never going to happen. You never know. <laughs> never say never. Never say <laughs> cute Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, can I tell you something? Yeah. So as we told everyone, I'm starting my master's program in August. And even though my job's like helping me pay for some of it, um, you know, like tuition and stuff, because I'm doing it at Aziza, um, I still have to pay some out of pocket. But I really don't. I'm trying my best to, like, not take loans out or, like, I'm trying to find scholarships. But, dude, there's, like, no grad scholarships mm-hmm. available. Like, it's so hard. Long story short, I found one. But it's, like, for Azusa women only. Hmm. And the deadline's tonight, actually. But it's, like, a super short application. I've been working on it. So I'm, like, sub- submitting it, like, before midnight. Um, but long story short, I needed two recommendation letters. And, like, I feel like recently I've been, I feel like this whole year, like, 2022, I've been feeling pretty, like, consistent in terms of, like, my mood and my mental, not, like, stability, but, like, health, I guess. Mm -hmm. I've been pretty, like, I'm not, like, I haven't been, like, sad and I haven't been, like, oh, my gosh, like, excited. I've just been, like, consistent, I guess. But this, like, past weekend, well, mostly yesterday, I was, like, kind of moody. I was, like, feeling, like, not myself. And this morning, too, like, half the day, I was kind of, like, out of it. Long story short, I get my recommendation, yeah, my recommendation letters back. And you know how, like, sometimes they have to be sealed and you can't read them? Well, I actually had the opportunity to read these. And, like, it didn't have to be that deep where it's, like, sealed or whatever. So I read them. And, like, I wasn't going to because I was, like, I don't know. Like, I feel kind of weird. But, like, I almost wanted to cry because my two recommenders who are from UCR, like, my professors they were writing like i mean that's what you expect like in a recommendation letter like you want someone to talk you up and hype you up but they were giving like very specific examples of me in class and i remember like what they were talking about and they were saying like she was very engaged here and she was like asking like questions here and like very whatever 
And, like, the one thing that came to my mind, I feel like it's so cliche, but, like, the saying, remember who you are. Mm. And, like, literally, it kind of turned my mood for the best because I was like, dude, like, I am capable of, like, a lot. And, like, I don't know. I just had this switch moment. And that was, like, a really nice reminder because, I don't know, I was just, like, in a funk. But my point is, like, I hope everyone remembers, like, who they are. Because especially, like, in our salad days, I feel like so much can be inconsistent and so much can be just unpredictable. And that brings, like, stress, anxiety. Um, But to remember who you are and, like, your strength and your talents and your ability. And I don't know. I feel like that in itself, like, that mindset switch, I don't know. It Mm. did something for me. Hmm. Yeah yeah even if i don't get the scholarship i'm like dude thank you like that was like such a gift that they even wrote that you know yeah i also like when you were saying that i think not only remember who you are but like remind people who they are Mm -hmm. because some of times like people may be having a bad week and we have to remind them who they are when we see them like falling from what they like i feel like i genuinely could see my friends or my family when they're falling away from who they are like yeah they're starting to believe they're somebody else or something mm-hmm. and that, that comes with like i feel like i'm a mess or i just don't deserve this or whatever i'm like no you do deserve this and you're not a mess it's just been a hard week or something like that yeah so yeah that's a good one to remind people that yeah and i think that's hard too to mm-hmm. like even randomly be like you're this and you're that but i feel like it can like really go a long way yeah that's a good one dude i think too like i mean i don't know if you can relate to this i don't know like how the week was or like why you felt like that but i think a lot of times we may find ourselves in situations or we behaved a certain way or something and then we start believing like gosh i'm a terrible person because of that or i'm not as productive because of this or we start putting a lot of things in that and like when i think when i fall into that or when my friends fall into that or family it's a it's a matter of like you did this but this isn't who you are Mm -hmm. and i have to like remind myself or others like you might have said (laughs) something kind of like rude or whatever because you know we all have our days we have our moments even i'm like dude i said something rude and i feel so terrible about it but it's reminding like you just said that but that's not like the truest part of who you are don't let that make you believe that that's like really truly who you are I like to find you yeah because i think then we start that's um today actually i just came from class so it's been a day but um we were talking about that like the difference between guilt and shame mm. and like shame is believing like this is who i am while guilt is like okay i messed up let's you know let's do better next time mm. so I, I guess in the concept of like reminding people who they are and reminding yourself who you are it's just having to do a lot of the like um putting things into categories like are you did that but that's not really who you are yeah wow that's a good one dude i wonder why we even are that like hard on Mm. ourselves you know yeah i mean like everyone it's not like unique to one person or like one culture it's just like i feel like this is like a constant thing and like a constant battle if you want to put it that way of almost like a roller coaster of like having these good days and you're feeling strong you're feeling like good and then other days where you're feeling kind of weak and like 
almost like trashing on yourself you know mm. yeah super interesting. i don't know i don't know why we do that i feel like i mean the majority of us really do want to be good human beings like i know i know not everyone is i know that there are like bad people out there and i understand that but i do kind of lean on the side where i feel like majority of us want to be good people and so when we fall from that i mm. think that's when we start like struggling with that like that uh, identity like that's that like belief that you're not yeah that you're not good or you're not doing the best um i hope it does stem from like us just truly wanting to be good people yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i hope so too i mean that's a i like that perspective though of that wow Hmm. all right interesting interesting stuff well let's get into our questions yeah so we got three questions for today and we decided because we're doing we kind of want to stick in that um area of the salad days and stuff that like align to that and i think one of the huge parts of your salad days is figuring out the big identity (laughs) yeah i'm like i couldn't even speak (laughs) dude identity identity who are you do you feel like really quick do you feel like you've ever gone through like an identity crisis multiple times really yeah i feel like i've gone through some recently like mine should we share i'm a little like embarrassed and feel vulnerable about it <laughs> i mean you don't have to share but i would love to hear okay well are we both sharing? yeah i'll share okay. okay if we're both then i feel a little more comfortable you want me to go first? um yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think for me like recently i feel like everyone has had like minor ones of like who am i like i don't know all dramatic but i think recently for me it's been like i feel like in this limbo of this young adult and then like i just got out of college so i'm in like this mindset of like i don't know i can't even explain it that's like how crisis it is (laughs) of like even with like fashion i feel like Mm. am i dressing more professional just because i'm working now and like is that going to be on like a day-to-day even like weekends or like finding a balance even in that Mm. or if like i don't know because personally i like more of a laid-back look i sometimes like an edgy look Mm. i sometimes like a granola girl look but and i know like there's a time and place for all that but i'm like for me at least like clothes and what i wear and like what makes me comfortable is what i identify with so i'm finding like trouble even identifying with like clothing Mm -hmm. and like how that's representing me um i don't know and it's that's kind of like my thought process but i think i'm still kind of going through it maybe or i don't know i don't know definitely like in this weird like figuring out kind of stage with that yeah and i agree you know clothing although it's not like it's not the biggest thing you know Mm -mm. but i do think it's an expression and in a way it does express a bit of who we are so i get that like connection to like oh i want to dress and feel like myself but when you don't feel like yourself and what you're wearing you're kind of like you feel like a little off you know so i get that connection yeah and i even felt that i think like 
transitioning from like sports to not doing sports like i would do more of like a sporty look and mm-hmm. i was like that's my identity like i do sports and like and then i stopped doing that and i was like okay so i don't do sport i'm not an athlete anymore like it's i don't know mm-hmm. it's so weird yeah so yeah, weird. i can relate yeah um for me i mean i'm i'm gonna bring the enneagram in here hey. because it will help me like explain why identity. everyone look it up Enneagram. Yes, Enneagram, look it up. And if you know me, you know I already made you make the test <laughs> or take the test, I mean. Um, but it's funny because when I learned my number, it kind of helped me understand why identity has been such a hard thing for me. You're a nine. Yes, the I'm a nine, the peacemaker. But, okay, just to teach a little bit, but this whole test, like there's numbers, one through nine, and it's a circle. And nine is at the top. And the reason it is is because we try so hard to relate to all the numbers that we don't even know who we are really. We're like, what are we? Am I one? Am I two? Am I three and four? Because we're trying so hard to like be at peace with all the numbers that like when you actually ask me like, well, like what? Like, tell me more about you. I'm just kind of like, no, like, who are you? (laughs) And then maybe I'll know a little bit who I am when I'm with you or something. You know, it's kind of like hard for us. But that's like, that's when you're not really self-aware. And so like growing up at times, I felt like, yeah, I could relate to like not really focusing on like my identity, but like how to make sure I'm just like relating to your identity, making sure you like. And this is unique to the nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's part of that piece. I think Peacemaker, we just want, no, like, we don't want to rock the boat, but let's say our identity clashes with yours. So we're just kind of like, we'd rather just focus on who are you rather than, like, really look within ourselves. Because you don't want to create conflict. I don't want to create conflict. Yeah. But I've been learning more to step into, like, who I am even when it clashes with somebody else. But that's where I mean, like, I've had a struggle with identity, and there's been so many times where I'm like, I really don't know if this is me or this is me and i think more as the the more i grow up actually the more in my 20s i've been kind of more embracing like who i am despite the way it might be different the person next to me i'm learning to like i i'm telling you like i'm so used to not rocking the boat that the simplest thing of like saying my opinion like literally saying like no is like oh my gosh like i literally say that i don't like that like that means a lot, I think, to me. Like, that shows a lot of growth in my mm. span because I wasn't that kind of person before. Yeah. But I'm trying to practice, like, owning who I am. So That's mm. a good one. That, I can see, like, how that can be hard of constantly putting someone before you and, like, elevating their personality and, like, kind of yeah. not focusing on yours. But at the same time, it's such a gift for you to be able to relate to so many people and, like embrace that because then i feel like the other numbers are more of like me 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 mm. i don't know thanks for so, saying that like bittersweet i feel because like i i think it is helpful I, I genuinely will say that like i do feel like i can like empathize with so many different people like i really i and i say that genuinely like i do think i can like you step can. into someone's yeah. shoes things mm-hmm. But I do want to say I do feel a little selfish still because at the end of the day, who am I creating peace for? Myself. Fire. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it so that you could be okay. I'm I'm more doing it to reduce my anxiety. Interesting. Which is still, in a way, a little selfish. And I think, too, 
it does take away from real relationships because I'm not like showing you truly my my authentic side. Yeah. So how are we gonna have like real intimacy or how does how unfair that is like that also that dynamic of you're showing me your authentic you and I'm not letting myself be authentic as well. So yeah, there I like is to some share that with other people too. I kind of want to yeah. look your number up to like just really. Um, you know, know say all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like a, a, a general overview of what it says on the World Wide mm. Web. So what is nine on the Enneagram? It says people with an Enneagram type nine personality tend to be accepting, optimistic and adaptive in their behavior. They like peace and tend to avoid conflict. They tend to enjoy say what? They tend to enjoy time alone or with small groups of people. Do you relate to that? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm wow absolutely wow honestly so much i mean the p last part makes me laugh a little because it's so much that like instead of being in a party i would rather individually go to each person and be like when can we meet up like one-on-one -on -one. wait i'm kind of i kind of like that too like i i think a group setting for me sorry just like a side note i like that group setting but i think i can be more authentic one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one as well yeah you're do you want to i'm an eight world yeah is that you're like my next door neighbor i'm your neighbor that's what i was wondering if you're eight um if you get deep into the grant i was gonna say gram but i guess <laughs> that could be instagram we're talking about the enneagram <laughs> but you have like the numbers next to you are like they call it your salt and your pepper and mm. they're kind of like seasoning yeah so let's say like i'll give you an example of me i'm a nine wing one and so the one is a very like organized neat like type a person at, like me at the center i'm that like peacemaker but i have tendencies of more leaning to like that wing of like but i do like things to be a certain way yeah um so i don't know do you think you're an eight because with the what you were saying kind of things the the like relation to like being with somebody that like one-on-one -on -one kind of reminds me of a nine i wonder if you're a wing nine maybe i need to like retake the test to like figure that out Dude, there was something in my nose, sorry. But, I don't know. The Enneagram 8, though. Enneagram, by the way, I feel like, I don't know why it's, like, kind of hard to say. It's but hard, it's spelled E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Yeah. -E I think it's Greek. That's why it's hard for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Enneagram. But mine says, 8s are defined by their desire to be powerful and to avoid any vulnerability. They present a confident, assertive, and decisive image to others. 8s can be argumentative and intimidating. It is important to them to stand up for what they believe in and to protect those who are weaker than themselves. So I've been told by many people that they're surprised that I'm an eight mm. because a lot of people are like, you don't seem intimidating. You don't really like to fight or you create conflict. But um, I've taken the test many times and I'm an eight, dude. OK, but I do relate to it in the sense of like, like in the end here, it said sticking up for others i do feel like i have a heart for like the underdog and just like with social justice and like things that i really believe in like i will stand up for it and in terms of like arguing and like creating conflict i i think that i relate to it in the sense of like i like to challenge like concepts and people but i don't think i'm ever rude about it which i think that's why people get confused because i think majority of eights are sometimes very um intimidating and like kind of catch you off guard or maybe my approach is a little different 
but I do relate to that. Like I like to challenge things and I don't just take things for what for what it is. Um, yeah, I think um, eights are like the most misunderstood number. I feel misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. Because when they read it, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, like it sounds, it does sound kind of like intense. But I'm telling you, like eights are like, you have to think of eights being those leaders like that advocate for people. Eights are those that will tell you the truth. In a world that really just kind of sometimes is like, I don't know. I feel like we're we're wanting to be fake at times mm. um, just to be likable. And I feel like eights are the kind that are like, no, like this is the way that like, like it, it needs to be done and said, you know, like there, we shouldn't like make it like, yeah, we shouldn't. I'm trying to say, is it cookie cutter? Like, what's the saying? We're trying, we're, we're trying to like make the truth as like beautiful as possible for that mm. person or like the least hurtful way to tell a person when yeah. really sometimes you just have to say the truth it's like tough love kind of tough love yeah. and i think um i think you're a very healthy eight so also maybe that's why uh like i think the average like description of like of the eight in the world wide web <laughs> is like you're like stereotypical mm. eight but there's a difference yeah. between like the healthy version of that where you know how and when to communicate and how to like be intense in certain moments and when to like have self-control stuff like that yeah yeah i I relate to that like a hundred percent um i have nothing else to say about that but definitely i feel like everyone should take the test it's like super fun um and it's kind of weird because when i first like found out about it and took the test i was like because I often feel misunderstood, I've never felt more understood. Mm. And, like, I feel like sometimes when I have those identity crises, I kind of, like, even go back to the Enneagram mm. and, like, look at my number. And I would honestly love to learn more about it and, like, read about it. There's so many books and podcasts. Yeah. Um, maybe we should do, like, a whole podcast about it one day. Oh, please. There's so <laughs> much to it. Like, how you were saying, like, yeah. unhealthy, healthy, and, like, feeling safe, unsafe, and, like... I kind of want to say something like, like, okay, is it okay if I go on a little bit of an Enneagram tangent? Just because I just want to kind of highlight why I think it's really important for a lot of people to take it. If it, if they're, if you find it helpful, why I think it's important that you give it a chance. Um, one, it's just a tool. So don't like, you know. Don't read it and be like, this is who I am. Like, put yourself in a box. Yeah, yeah. It's a tool. So it's just for you to kind of get an idea of maybe why you see the world in a certain way and why the person next to you might not see it that way. Um, It's said that, like, like, a house may be on fire and every number in the Enneagram will be trying to put it out for for different reasons. And that kind of gives you an idea of why it's important to know because it's like not everyone is doing or behaving a certain way because of what y- the reason why you're doing it. And I, I love, I don't know, understanding that and getting to know that the different perspectives out there. But one big part that got me uh, is the fact that our number is based on who we were told to be when we were kids. Dude, yes. I was going to, yes. That's like something that I was like, whoa. And the point of a lot of people that like, try to help others through the Enneagram. Um, like there's actually people out there who like specialize in it and stuff. And the reason 
I've noticed that they're really into it is because the goal is for you not to be your number. Mm. For you to realize you felt like you needed to be that number or you fell into that number due to maybe some childhood circumstances, even some trauma, some ways you were treated. You felt like this is, you had no other option but to survive by being this kind of personality. Yes. And so the goal is to like learn about that, learn about your strengths and your sh- and the challenges and learn how to like not feel like you need to be that anymore. You don't need to use those behaviors or those coping mechanisms anymore to survive like you're gonna be okay without it yeah can you give us if you feel comfortable like an example of like do you remember a time that like maybe when you were younger yeah and like that Mm -hmm. number like you were becoming that number yes i i'm telling y'all i'm a stereo like i think i'm a stereotypical child that became a nine like it just makes so much sense um i'm a middle child so that already comes with like if you even study any sibling position of how like the personality develops middle children tend to feel um like a little left out just because you're not like the baby and like you know kind of a bit given more attention because you're like that baby right um but you're not like the oldest that's like so much pressure to be like the like you know like you're you're gonna be like this legendary like person and I personally had two siblings with pretty similar and intense like um personalities and I don't mean intense like loud but like they were just very like um they were just determined like I'm like go getters right like I'm gonna do it and I I'm not like that I'm very go with the flow like I'm the girl like out in the field like picking (laughs) flowers like I'm not like I'm gonna go like get this done or whatever and so I felt like a lot of times like when I would be in the middle of like my brother and my sister and they're like they had all these goals and they're just they're just very like determined I felt like best way to cope with like so much of that was to just remain quiet and just kind of mind my own business don't stir the boat you know because like I just didn't know how to like be that so the way I coped was like dude like if you don't know how to be at their level just like just uh like step back Mm. you know and make yourself small in a way like do your own thing and I think part of the nine is like you just kind of learn how to like take a step back Mm. um and then I think there's like I guess like you start getting like reinforced for that in a way for being somebody that's kind of like like I think my parents we've talked about it now so like it's interesting later when you're older and you get to talk to your parents about like all these things but um I think it was like I was the easy child, but because I was reinforced when I wouldn't rock the boat, you know, like I wouldn't like be like a, like any draw, like no drama, nothing, just like cruising. Yeah. And I think that kind of also reinforced like, oh, like you're a good child when you're just easy, when you're peaceful, yeah. you know. And now like, I see the way that that helped me in my childhood, but you realize soon in your adulthood it doesn't work anymore yeah you need to have a voice mm-hmm. you need to tell people who you are um you need, to, you need to also like fight for yourself in moments and like yeah and I think a. I feel like a big one too is like 
there's a difference between peace um, keeping and peacemaking. Mm. And I think I was peacekeeping. I wasn't being a peacemaker. Wow. So that's a good one, dude. Yeah. That's a good example because, and I love that because so many people are like, oh, this is like the horoscopes and um, the zodiac signs, which that's a whole other thing. But that's so true what you said. I feel like the horoscopes and like zodiac sign, that's definitely like very different. And it's mostly like based off of like when you were born and the time and like this, all that stuff. And it's like already categorizing you. And like, I love that this is like different in the sense of like, you became this it's it can even be a debate of like nature nurture Mm. it's kind of interesting but Mm -hmm. that's that's a good one stuff but and it's nice to see like you're you know you're evolving and like Mm. recognizing all that now um i have like a moment where i i think i've told you where i realized okay so the eight is basically like you become an eight maybe as a kid if you have like a situation where Maybe you're being controlled and you're like, I'll never allow someone to make me feel that way. And then what I read said, like, you don't really like to be vulnerable. And I've like, vulnerability for me has like not been a thing until I like started therapy, really, Mm -hmm. like really like letting those walls down. Um, But I remember being a kid, just like the youngest um, and being like super loud and super moody, super like angry and being upset and telling people like, I don't like this, I don't like that. But then at the same time, having to listen to my older siblings and parents because I was the youngest and they, in a sense, had more power than me. Mm. Um, But I just remember sometimes, like, my siblings are great and I have a great relationship Mm -hmm. with them, but, like, back then, I remember just being younger and, like, they would, like, yell at me for whatever reason. And, like, I just remember, like, there were times where I'd tell myself, like, I can't wait to be older Mm. and for like me to one day be like no like you can't tell me that or like you can't tell me what to do and I've definitely had moments like that and it's been such like like dopamine rush for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) to finally be able to be like no like I'm doing my own thing like I whatever I remember when I first got my first car my Nissan Sentra on my own, I was, like, super proud of myself, and I think I, I got, like, in an argument with my mom, and she was, like, I'm taking your keys away, and I was, like, no, you're not. You can't do that. <laughs> I bought it. I was, like, literally, <laughs> I bought the car. That's so, yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, it's moments like that, like, that take me back to the kid where I was, like, I'll never let someone, like, tell me that, and that's, I guess, a lot of moments like that that made me, I guess, become an eight, and now, like, for me, it's kind of the switch and a little different from you of like me breaking my walls and wanting to be more peaceful Mm. and wanting to be more vulnerable and like open with people because I don't know things like shouldn't be that deep and it shouldn't be that dramatic because I feel like an eight for me can sometimes feel dramatic Mm. um not even necessarily expressing that but more like internally and turn can I internally internally (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah yeah dude it's so interesting how like um the level of self-awareness it takes to like see like your younger self and also like i think this is also a moment to empathize with your younger self because uh, it's like we were just trying to survive in our family you know or we were just trying to like cope with the situation we had like we don't get to decide what sibling position we're 
given. We don't get to decide like where we grow up or how we do it. And um, there are times where like, as I think we both spoke, we realized like there are things that we had to like really battle through. Like even like, as you were saying, as a younger child being told no a lot, I, it wasn't until you told me that, that I realized like, I didn't have that problem. How interesting, you know? And I know my little sister must have felt like she must relate to that because I know me and my brother were very protective over her and telling her you can't, what you can and can't do, that like, don't go over there, you know? Yeah. Um, and I didn't even think of the way it shapes somebody or makes them, like, for instance, for, let's say, the the youngest, like, that must be so limiting. I didn't realize, like, how limiting that feels. Yeah, super. What did you, the podcast you shared with me about the eight, what did they say about control? Ah, uh, um, dang it, you I don't forgot. Want Aids don't want to control, but they don't want to be controlled. Yes, and I, I mean, you could speak more into well, that. Well, I totally, like, related to that because I don't want to control anyone. That's, yeah. like, I don't have time for that. And, like, I don't yeah. care for that. But if you, like, try to control me, I do feel very, like, limited. And it feels like, like, not like freedom. <laughs> and, guys, let me tell you, the Enneagram has helped me so much with friendships, with family. Like, I I made all my family take it and now I feel like I know things like like how to communicate or how to like tell them something or even how to work in a team with them for instance like with the eight that what we learned about control I'm not gonna go to an eight and be like do this do this do that because I know like okay you guys obviously don't like to be controlled but you don't need to be in control so I won't give you a leadership role I'm just gonna like maybe figure out a way to make sure that everybody feels like they have a role that they have to play but it's not like you have only you have to do this yeah, right like yeah um it's helped me be aware of like how to approach people and and the, and the deeper meaning to why maybe they might push back at me yeah i kid you not dude like people like sometimes when people push back i mean i already know their number i stop and i think okay wait i have a feeling maybe this is why yeah. And there's immediate empathy. Yeah. It's like, wait, you know what? I think that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to respect that. I maybe, maybe I also went a little too far. I know, yeah. you know, like it's just, a, it, there's a lot of empathy that comes when you realize why people behave a certain way. Yeah. I remember um, when we were talking about me, how sometimes if someone, for example, says like, Esther, you like this or like, you're, you're going to really like this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, that's like my pushback. Like, oh my gosh, do you, you want to like know what I like? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and I, I like, I remember when we talked about that. I'm like, that's so true. Like, um, if you don't mind me saying a little bit more about the eight, Go like, ahead, yeah. eights don't like trust a lot of people. There's only a few people they really feel like know them. So if you're all like, let's say you burly met like an eight, right? And you're like, you would totally love this. It's like you're talking to somebody who like doesn't like like they don't um necessarily feel as connected to everyone like yeah. that at that deep level there's only a few people that they feel like actually know them yeah so when you tell them like i know you it's like no you don't no you don't and i think that <laughs> ties in with vulnerability it's like i have never even been vulnerable with you like how would you know that or like yeah you're just guessing and i don't like that <laughs> and i've had other aides tell me like why would you like they literally <laughs> yeah. tell me they i think i've had one moment where um I said, like, I think you would like this or something like that. And then, like, well, why? Actually, no, that's not what I would like. And, you know, hey, like, years ago, I probably would have been offended and been like, dude, I was just trying to relate to you. Or, like, <laughs> I just thought I knew you, I guess. But 
now I'm like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Like, that was probably your level of when I say I know you, that means another level to you than yeah. what it would mean to me. And you know what? With you, stuff, like, I wouldn't even be offended. Like, if you, I would actually trust you if, like, you said, mm-hmm. dude, you're going to like this. I'd be like, okay. Like, even with book recommendations, like, I believe you. Um, but on the flip side, just really quick, I think eights need to be a little, I think, I don't know why dramatic is, like, in my mind today but like even for me i don't want to speak for like other aides but even with the pushback when we feel like that trigger of like no you don't like you don't know me i think we need to be a little more like aware of the other person just really wants to relate to you and wants to have a conversation with you and it's like coming from somewhere nice and sweet like in their heart it's not trying to maybe define you and i think we need to remember that especially me um because it's like dude like they're just again like trying to talk to you like (laughs) i like think that's so uh, well said and very self-aware and i just that's fair i'm thinking about my own number two in moments where i need to step back and be like i felt maybe offended by this but like i need to work on my stuff too yeah you know it's like humbling to bring that awareness yeah because yeah your number can maybe be a tool and somewhat define you but you also don't want to let it like be an excuse Mm. for maybe bad actions or being rude or you know yeah yeah wow now (laughs) it's got me like i mean one thing about me in the enneagram is like i just feel like it's so it just gets me thinking a lot about people and like yeah i always love diving into that it's we're definitely like humanitarians like we <laughs> are like people like we want to yeah. we want to just get to know you and care for you yeah <laughs> seriously dude i didn't we, i didn't even know we were gonna talk about this i know but let's, i mean let's like i mean it's fitting today was about identity so i think enneagram can help with that like if you're trying to learn true. more about yourself you know that's true um but we do have like two questions that can like help us dive deep a little into identity. <laughs> so this wasn't this isn't this is an interesting question. What parts of yourself do you see in me? Here we What parts? <laughs> I was like, wait, what are you doing? You like leaned in. I was like, huh? <laughs> wait, can I see it? What parts of yourself of me? do you see in me so what parts of you do i see in me no yeah yeah so what parts that i would think like i could start maybe um i think i see the part of the learner in it like you that i have in myself Mm. um i think i see too like it's funny you even mentioned earlier like um the dramatic or the triggers or all that stuff because i do think we are very like open and not necessarily always like um easily like shaken by somebody's different point of view or something i feel like we're both pretty like okay like tell me more Mm. you know Mm -hmm. kind of people like curious yeah yeah so i think i see and i think i see very much like the go with the flow kind of like (laughs) almost a little too go with the flow man (laughs) yeah like sometimes esther texts me spontaneously to do things and i'm like heck yeah let's go (laughs) even if i have like a million responsibilities to do (laughs) but yeah i think i see i see myself in you in those areas 
I like that. I think for me, dude, I had one in my brain. Let me quickly think. I was going to say, um, I see, I want to read the question again. I don't know why it's like. I know. It's kind of a tongue like twister. Like a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. What parts of yourself do you see in me? So I was going to say, I think, I think we're pretty open-minded people. Wait, sorry. Let me fix my headset. <laughs> <laughs> um, intermission right now. Excuse me. What happened? sorry like yeah like my hair was like all weird um anyway please continue (laughs) i was gonna say i feel like you and i are pretty um open-minded and we like to listen to other people and hear what they have to say however we are very grounded in what Mm. we believe and like what we say and do and i think we're the same in that yeah i yeah i agree also okay the reason why i think this is a good question to choose um it's because i think we all should challenge ourselves to ask ourselves this more for other people like instead of thinking of the ways we're different maybe what do you like what what does this person like show you that reminds you a bit about yourself like there's got to be some similarities there that's a good that's been like a trend in my life recently of like focus more on the similarities than the differences because there's more similarities yeah okay based on what you learned about me what book would you recommend i read i think this is the thing dude i've been reading for forever so like literally my mind's like turning right now but i'm gonna read this next because i'm reading the book you let me borrow literally a year ago Mm -hmm. lol i'm um, I'm more than halfway through dude yeah i want to talk to you about that by the way yes Um, shout out to it yeah do you want to say the name why did i forget the name hurry the Um, ruthless elimination of hurry Hurry by john mark comer (laughs) (laughs) guys it kind of changed my life so please read it it's it's changing my life as we speak but have you heard or read the four agreements no but i do have it oh you do Mm -hmm. i have it too but that's next on my list but the reason i'm even like suggesting that to you is because what i've heard and like read about it like reviews and stuff i don't know i mean i think this one so it's like about the four agreements and it's like how to live by those and like i don't know i don't want to like give too much away and it's not like it's more of like a self-help book but it's one of like the really really popular ones and really wise ones and i feel like you're very wise and maybe some things you'll already know but they'll be like a good reminder mm-hmm. or sometimes when someone says something like differently or they write it differently it like stands out more and i feel like that book is going to be that that you know i've read really good things about it yeah, yeah. i'm excited and it's like super small yeah it's easy yeah. it's easy to read it's a good one so okay the four agreements for you i would like you to read the language of flowers why? by vanessa i forgot her last name i don't think i've heard of that yeah i it's not really popular but it's one of my favorite books and the reason i want you to read it is because it's fiction and i think it would be good to read something that is 
that kind of makes you go into, into a different world than the one that you're in. I love books like that, dude. Yeah. Because if you know Esther, you know she's a hardworking woman. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think... I yeah I feel like it would be good to read something that's not you know like it's just to relax and it's also a very inc- like it almost like again I, I'm, I'm not on this I'm like getting podcast confused but when I was on Esther's podcast my chats um I kind of talked about like I'm not easily like I think a crier like in front of people and stuff and this book was like in my ears my ears my <laughs> ears <laughs> my um like, my eyes were, like, welling up, and I just, like, felt, like, moved. So I love books like that, where you're, like, escaping, but, like, it's, there's depth. I, dude, I'm writing this down, like, when we're done with this. Yeah. And let me tell you, I have, like, a, a whole stack of books. I think we all do. Um, and I, my friend Jackie, for my birthday, got me two non, no, yeah, non-fictional books. Yeah, they're just, like, fun stories. Yeah. And they're, like on the list of stuff but i'm so excited for that because i feel like i've been reading very like deep books since high school and like self-help and like psychological and i love all that like i'll never stop reading that but i'm ready for that adventure kind of like yes you know yeah it's so good i can't even tell you it's made me love flowers and (laughs) stuff it's just such a good book and someone's actually borrowing it right now and they they have said really good things about it yeah wait where did you find it um okay i actually found it at this random bookstore in san diego like Mm. those cute little ones like but kind of hole in the wall and the person who recommended it to me, shout out to Cassidy. She never fails. She's all, she's like one of my best friends. And like she Hi, gives Cassidy. me, hey, Cassidy, I hope you're listening. I love you. Bye. <laughs> um, but she recommended that one. And she even recommended Little Fires Everywhere, which I is an incredible book. book. You read it? Mm-hmm. I read it. And I watched the Hulu show. Yeah. Yeah. So she always has good recommendations. And so she told me she read this and it's so good. And okay, actually read it immediately like in a few days when like i bought it my junior year of college and then i read it recently again like it's that good it's one of those you have to like after a couple years like go back and read it wow yeah i'm excited okay Okay. (laughs) yeah i'll let you borrow it as soon as i have it back yeah nice dude we're an hour in oh mg i mean an hour we had some good combos i really hope that you got something from it. Yeah. And dude, I had fun. But can we talk about the last one? You want to? Okay. Yes. So uh, this is an extra fun one. <laughs> Do you think plants thrive or die in my care? Explain. Dude, it literally well, says explain. <laughs> well, first of all, thrive. Because I feel like you've had plants. And every time I'm in your room, there's a plant. And I've seen like the same plants forever. Unless you buy like the same plant. I don't. But fun fact, my plants are very resilient. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, why did my voice go away? <laughs> You're in disbelief. Yeah, I always tell people, like, I need resilient plants, y'all. Like, give me the like plants. Yeah, like, give me the plants that can make it through anything. Like a California drought. Yeah, that can make it through the California freaking drought. Because <laughs> I literally forget to water my plants, like, sometimes way too long. <laughs> but thank you for saying that. Because they do, for some reason, stay alive. Dude, yeah. it's because you give them love. You know what? I try. I definitely 
I'm a very like I like my environment to be very cozy and homey. So I think I do try to give them some good vibes. <laughs> I think they feel it, dude. <laughs> dude, what do you think of me? I think they thrive. Well, but I wish I knew because I don't really have plants. Like I'm never really like taking care of a plant. See, you know what I was gonna say right now? Mm. I think they thrive, but I think you're selective. Like you would only have like one maybe at your desk <laughs> and it would thrive. Oh my gosh, guess what? So I have like a succulent, uh-huh. but those like did don't they? need much care. Oh, I was like, did they die? No, no, like it doesn't need much care. So I think I need like something with like more of a challenge to really test my ability. Okay. But I don't know if I want that. There's I'm a scared. plant shop close by. We can go and pick one. They, they're very knowledgeable. Dude, my mom's very good. Yeah, like green up with plants. Yeah. Honestly, like my mom too. I don't know how. I don't know how they do it, but but they do. But they do. It's something about moms and plants. I don't understand. I want to leave people with this question before we go. It's actually from the book that you let me borrow. Can you repeat the title, dude? Why can't I remember it? The ruthless elimination of hurry. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so one of the questions that was asked by the author. Um, and he didn't like explain much. You know how sometimes like they'll ask a question and then they're like, consider this and like kind of go into it. Yeah. This was kind of like like up in the air, whatever. So maybe our next episode can be about love to like <laughs> tie it in. So it's a question about love. And I want to leave people with this. So it's our dang, I forgot. Oh dang it. <laughs> I was so into this. <laughs> Okay, it's something I'm gonna like paraphrase because um, I forgot. But it's something like, "Are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you? Dude, let me actually think. I want to say it like good. I was like, no, I, I think Jenny's borrowing it because she's here. But oh, are you making in love? Or are you working for love? Wow. Okay, wait. Are you... Are you making in love? Let me just give you, like, a little, like, what I think. Are you making in love or are you working for love? For me, it's, like, are you making in love? Like, do you have love? And are you seeking, like, true love? Whether it's, like, true friendship, romantic, Mm. family. And are you making more in that? Or are you working for love? Are you trying to force something? Are you trying to defend people for the sake of love? But it's not really meant to be. Wow. That's how I see it. But the question is up for interpretation. And we can talk about it next time. Yeah, I like that. Okay, are you making... Or I feel like it makes more sense in my mind. Are you making love? Or are you working for love? Mm-hmm. I'm like interesting yeah how about next one we do work we talk about love relationships <laughs> cool yeah that'd be that's good because i think that's a huge part of life mm-hmm. so keep you posted come next time <laughs> come next time bye bye guys